Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this, Conan, destined to bear the jeweled crown of Aquilonia upon a troubled brow. It is I, his chronicler, who alone can tell thee of his saga. Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Welcome to the Monsters Madness and Magic podcast. I'm Justin, joined by my co-hosts Daniel and Henry. And today we have a very special guest with us, Sarah Frazetta, owner of Frazetta Girls and granddaughter of the late, great, legendary artist Frank Frazetta. Sarah, how the hell are you? I am doing very good. Thank you for having me. I mean, thanks for being here. It's, I, it's, no, it's a pleasure for all of us. This is, <laughs> it's, you're one of those, it's, you're a royal family. So oh, I mean, goodness. It, yeah. it, it just, it is, it is what it is. It's, it, you know, by birthright or whatever is, you can't be involved in fantasy or science fiction. You can't have read Conan or even pretended to know science fiction without knowing your family's pedigree. So yeah, they just <laughs> believe it's, it's true. A, and it's an you honor. Know, the more I watch Game of Thrones, the more I feel like that. You know, if you have to really be immersed in the genre and then go, you know, yeah, my bloodline is pretty cool. Grandpa, thank you. I'm blessed. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, if you don't? I know I'm fixing to break all the cardinal rules, but if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 32. 30, okay, so you were yep. the age of my brother. I was just, with you saying Game of Thrones, I, uh, I was born in 80. So okay. I grew up, He-Man was like my first imprinted image. That's like the first franchise I latched onto. And yeah. so, you know, obviously big muscles, furry boots, and furry underwear <laughs> are just a thing I grew up with. And so it would only stand to reason that <laughs> the artwork of your family is just, yep, that, that's me. That's the kind of, per- Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He-Man, Frank Frazetta, Conan the Barbarian, all kind of mashed into one. So that's, that's so cool. What about you guys? How did you find Frazetta? How did you start to love him? Conan the Barbarian, Arnold okay, Schwarzenegger, all day long. Yep. Henry? Oh, I was a big science fiction reader, so we had this old little, like, five-and-dime store that sold, uh, well, it was like a, one of those old stores back in the day where you could, like, take your stack of books and trade them in and get another stack of books and I just remember reading so many different science fiction and fantasy novels and they always had that fantastic artwork and I was always like how where is this coming from and I could not believe that it was just from the imagination of one man and ever since then I followed it that's so awesome to hear yeah he I mean the more like I've I've been in Frazetta Girls since um Officially, like 2014, um, I could quit my part-time jobs just uh, about two years ago. So it's like been like a full-time nice. endeavor um, from t- 2018 to now. But um, the more I learn about his career and just like like you guys were saying, like how he impacted everyone, it's like it's really incredible. Like I brought up Game of Thrones earlier, and now that I'm finally, I, I got up to season three, and then I just stopped watching. So like, mm-hmm. I already know the spoiler alerts and everything. The <laughs> ending sucks, I know. But um, <laughs> with uh, just even watching that, seeing like the influence that you know the directors, they they love Frank Frazetta, George R. R. Martin. So I, I mean, you can you can see the Frazetta influence and. A lot of a lot of things everywhere. Oh, <laughs> video games too. Yeah, growing music. up. Yep. Yeah, music yeah. is certainly. Music. <laughs> yeah, growing yeah. up, it was even older. Like Justin mentioned, Conan. When you know, when I was a little kid, that was that was one of the very few bad movies that uh, I was allowed <laughs> to watch. But yeah, I was such a He-Man fanatic. My mom let me watch Conan the Barbarian. Well, naturally, it was just love at first sight, and I'm just riding around swinging a big hammer, wanting to hit. That's so. <laughs> but then you get it, like even Red Sonia, which honestly yeah. hits the Frazetta aesthetic even more because it actually yeah. where you know Conan the Barbarian was more like a piece. It had right. you know James Earl Jones played an Atlantean, but it didn't really focus on the sorcery aspect. Whereas Red Sonia, like. It embraced that dark fantasy aesthetic and ran with it. I guess especially, too, since it could portray Sonya in armor 
killing people the same way as Conan did. Only, you know, he wink, wink, his name's Kalidor. He's not Conan. Right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, full circle moment. Like, um, I actually, I'm working on a variant cover um, for Red Sonia right now. And I just did one with um, Black Flag Comics. So I, I just, I'm kind of, an, I'm an, well, not kind of, I'm an amateur artist. I was, I'm, fixed, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm, I'm, so you no, are an artist. Ahead. I am, but I'm, I say that with humility because Frank Rosetta is my grandfather. So I have a lot to prove. <laughs> um, I just, <laughs> I just picked up a pencil actually three years ago and I, I never took art classes in school or really what I had no interest in it. Like my grandpa to me was just my grandpa. Um, by the time I knew him, he was painting with his left hand. So art wasn't like the primary thing in his life anymore. Actually movies, horror movies, um, and photography and video games were more of what we enjoyed together. But um, in 2017, I had a surgery and I couldn't move because I'm a very active person, or I was, I'm less active now because of art. Um, but I picked up a pencil and I just started, tra I started um, just like looking at one of his cartoons. And I was like, eh, I'll just, you know, see if I can draw. And I, and I kind of saw it, I was like, wow, it's, there's something there. So I've just been practicing it. And now I'm, I'm, people are kind of pushing. They're like, come on, learn, <laughs> do more, can propel, get that present a legacy, keep it going. So I, I do have like a little bit of a fire under my ass with that. And I want to continue that. And I want to be, I will, I will never be Frank Frazetta, but I can be Sarah Frazetta and, yeah. you know, put, put those 10,000 hours in and see where I am. <laughs> Let me or ask you, since you just brought it up that you just started dabbling in art, um, I'm curious on how now looking at your, your grandfather's art from a student's perspective has kind of further cemented to you just how damn great he was. <laughs> he, he, was yeah. he was so freaking great. But you know what? Like a lot of people don't talk about how much work he did to get to that greatness. I mean, he worked, I don't know if you guys know, but he worked with Al Cap um, on um, the, you, you guys know about his career with Al Cap with comics and um, newspaper strips. Yeah. Like, Briefly. It was, it was for a nine year period and the workload, I mean, with, with all of his comic works, you know, comic artists are overworked and underpaid most of the time. Um, but he just, he worked his ass off. He started at three years old and he didn't take a day off from drawing until he was maybe in his thirties. So he, he just really worked at his craft. Um, and you know, he was pushed by competition. If someone said, you know, you, Frank, you don't know anatomy. He'd go home and uh, copy the whole George, uh, George Bridgman anatomy book in one night. And, you know, he's coming back to his, the guy at, uh, EC comics, Ralph Mayo. And he said, look, now I know anatomy. Here you go. So he was just like, so competitive. And I, I, that's the good part that I have a little bit of that in me where like someone says I can't do something and I'm like, and I'm like, I'll go full force. I'm, okay. But, um, so yeah, it's, it's <laughs> was was there something in all right? His art style is often imitated, yeah. never duplicated. Never but duplicated. Was there something the way he draws his figures? Now you said like he took an anatomy course, and I just I don't know with him being your grandfather. I mean I don't imagine this ever <laughs> this ever came up in conversation. But the style that he drew them, they're very Greek, very Roman esque. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a certain I don't know. And it's, see, I'm a musician, so I have no clue about it, like the artistry of it, but just the way he draws their musculature is like a glorified comic book. It's not an over-exaggerated yeah. comic like, you know, Jim Lee or Todd McFarlane, right. they got muscles everywhere in divots. Whereas his art style, the men are like Greek representations and the women yeah. as well. They're, he was very elegant with how he drew their pose. Of course, people cry foul that it was, you know, even exploitative at times, whereas 80s kids are just gonna be like dude hell no that's badass yeah no, <laughs> that's, if there was what he studied or if there was any particular style that he was actually reaching for if you even knew or if it just kind of that's just how i drew him no no i mean he really had like the classic um renaissance influence for sure i mean he was that he was a classic kind of guy i mean he loved frank sinatra he loved the old like abbott and costello um, horror movies and the, you know, Frankenstein and Dracula. So he was, he was just a classic guy. So he really appreciated classic Renaissance art and he did want to bring that into his style. And he did. Um, he had a lot of like um, help from his friend, Roy Crinkle, um, Al Williamson and those guys in that era, they all still studied, you know, artists from the late 1800s. So he brought that into the sixties and seventies. Right. The only other one he would that 
would even come close to like that I, that I say just goes parallel with Frazetta is Vallejo. But, yeah. And their styles are so similar. Now, the Hildebrandts would come close, but they're more comic booky. But whereas yeah. Vallejo and then your granddad, they thank you for the term renaissance. They have a very right. renaissance, very Baroque style to their look. And again, yeah. like I said, everybody duplicates it, but no, you know, he's often imitated, but nobody can ever get it quite like that. He, and he didn't like being compared to Boris Vallejo for the very reason you just spoke about. Really? You know, he thought, yeah. He, he just thought it was very um, over-exaggerated. And some of his paintings I, I, I see with my grandpa, he had definitely paintings where they were like warrior ball and chain, for instance, they had, he has like a 12 pack. Such good so, one. you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, well, grandpa, you did that too. But, but but he 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 saw him as um, I wouldn't say lesser, but he was critical of other artists for sure. He wanted to be like I said, he was competitive as hell. He wanted to be the best. So that's, he, he that's gave, interesting. <laughs> yeah, he gave very few compliments. In my to, to my knowledge, like me personally, he only said Norman Rockwell was great. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Anyone else you ask? That kind of comes off in his art, you know. Sorry, I didn't mean to rub you, but that comes off yeah, in his art. It's it very does. bold. Mm-hmm. It's very bold. He was very bold. But um, so with with Boris, he said, you know, he used a lot of um, models, bodybuilders, and that was yeah. something my grandpa never did. My grandpa really? never, never, no models. I mean, he he would wow. reference from time to time. My grandma, like if she needed like a lighting reference, he'd photograph her because he was a great photographer. And then he developed his own film. And then he'd use that. Um, and he also used himself. And he always stayed in excellent shape. He was like, you know, he wasn't a big guy, but he was strong as hell. He had a mm-hmm. freaking, he had a crazy arm. He was doing like chin-ups, pull-ups. He was an athlete all his life. So he would use himself for those, like, you know, he, he basically said he encompassed Tarzan and Conan. And he was, he, he was, he encompassed the character and then he like projected it onto the canvas. So he did it like, he did it with his, his, his physicality and mental. And it was just like, you know, that's magic. That it was magic. <laughs> it's very wow. interesting because they yeah. say the same thing about Robert Howard. And, you know, they're kind of tied hand in hand now. Robert Howard was very into boxing, you know, was very physically fit, riding sword and sorcery, people kicking ass. And your grandfather's the same way. Yeah, but, actually, he said he was like uh, uh, Robert E. Howard in a, an interview, I think it was in like the late 80s. And he was like, you know, me and Robert E. Howard, we're a lot alike. Like, <laughs> you know, he, he, he was a lot alike me. But um, actually, did you guys hear about the news coming on Netflix? And they're, adap- they're adapting it from the original Robert E. Howard story. Ooh. So, yeah. Ooh. It's really <laughs> exciting. <laughs> so is, uh, I mean, Frazetta Girls, are y'all going to be handling the storyboards or whatnot? I mean. Well, Conan's not our IP because Conan, Conan belongs to Conan International Properties. I, I know, so. <laughs> but you can't have Conan without a Frazetta painting. I think they, I totally agree. And you know, they, the the property owners, they like love Frazetta, of course. And they said like Robert E. Howard and Frazetta go together. Um, Is that a pup? Did I hear? I love dogs. But anyway, um, they're mine. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, well, my, my neighbor's dogs were just barking a lot in a little couple minutes ago. So I apologize for that. But, um, Anyway, so they wanted to actually, they, they mentioned to us, they said they wanted to kind of stylize it like the Frazetta Conan. So that's exciting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll see. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we have we have plans too for Frazetta uh, property, Frazetta Universe. So Death Dealer. We're yes, yeah. That we have big plans for Death Dealer, and you know, like I said, I've only been in the business for a few years now, so it's you know, it's it's slow and steady, and I we have to build block by block. Um, I'm a very impatient person, so I'm like, <laughs> when is it going to happen? But you know, it's a lot is, of putting your head down and working hard and smart. Is so that Sarah, in? Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. I will hog this mic all the time. Go ahead, Henry. <laughs> oh, you're all right. So, 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 you know, we talked a lot about your grandfather, but you know, what about what about your artwork? What are you know? Obviously, your your grandfather is an inspiration to you. But what other what other artists or styles do you uh, draw inspiration from? Um, you know, Kim. I'm gonna butcher his name. I don't want to butcher his name. There's there's so many artists on Instagram that I do, <laughs> I mean, there's like. There's just so many that I'm inspired by on a daily basis. I can't even, I'll, I'll come up with a name in a minute, but, but, um, Bill Sienkiewicz, I love him. He's actually a personal friend. Um, and I, I love his looseness and his art. And it's just like, it's almost like to me, like a little bit like a surrealism and, and I, I love that. I just love like interpretive art where it's just suggestive rather than very like, um, 
kind of like Boris Vallejo's. I don't see myself ever getting into that kind of art, more just impressionistic. Um, so I, I think though, like with me, like I don't really want to copy other artists as much. I, I want to just find my own style. Like the only artist I'm copying as of now is my grandfather because why, why wouldn't I like learn from his style? <laughs> um, and it's, it's funny because I've, I've like, I've, I've copied a couple of uh, Bruce Timm's artworks, um, oh, Sagreus and San, San Julian. And I love his horror art, but uh, it's, it's, I don't know if it's just genetics, but when I copy a Frazetta piece, it just flows out so much easier. Like even if I do like a, a Pokemon, like for copying a Frazetta for me is just Pikachu with a six pack. Yeah, yeah, you know, the Pikachu. I'm just like, why is this so hard? And then like I'm doing, you know, copying the the ink of Living Legend, and it's easier. That's that's weird. So <laughs> I I really love his style, and like if I could learn like 25% of like his cross hatching techniques and pen and ink, like I would die a happy girl but um I, I i just like want to draw from things that i love like um like when i was younger like sinbad night of the hunter like i i love so i love film and tv so much that i think that's what i'm going to bring into my art and just kind of Ooh. interpret you know more film i do the hunter well, that's impressive that's one of those movies that i think just so many people have not seen and it's, mm -hmm. it's such a shame it's like that I forget the director's name, but that was like his one and done in movies. But man, it's it definitely stands the test of time. That lake scene, like it, well, it it, it was like imprinted in me when she's down at the bottom of the lake. All the um, eeriness after, of the yeah. surreal. It is kind of almost surreal. It's it's going to interest you and mention that earlier about about mm -hmm. uh, your friend's artwork. But that movie definitely has more influence than a lot of people realize. I think. Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. And like, you know, just like, like A Nightmare on Elm Street. Last year I just did a Freddy Krueger piece. Like I just, I like to do things that I'm just, I like and that it makes, it's exciting to me. Otherwise there's no point and I won't, it's already frustrating enough. And if I have to do something I'm forced to do. I like, I like drawing Vampirella. She's fun. But, um. Oh, there's a deep cut. I haven't thought about her in 30 <laughs> years. I haven't thought about her since early puberty. She's hot. You got to think about Vampirella more. <laughs> I don't know, we just one of those like, wow, okay, Vampirella, deep cut, awesome. Yeah, yeah, she'll be back. I think that Dynamite, they'll do something with her that that they own her property, Vampirella and Red Sonia. Hmm. So I'm 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 rooting for them. I hope they do something big and bring her back. We we always need '80s revivals. I mean, '80s are the best. Yes, I love the '80s. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we do. Do you have any plans now? Like you say, Death Dealer stuff. You're an artist. So like, are you planning on transitioning into maybe comic books, graphic novels or whatnot? Or I, it's a comic book. I don't know why the graphic novels like, mm, yeah, graphic yeah. <laughs> it's a freaking comic book. So I mean, are you planning on transitioning to that? Or are you just happy just drawing single painting one well, and done? Yeah, I, I did a couple of variant covers, as I mentioned earlier. So um, since Death Dealer is my grandpa's character, like I, I wouldn't, even touch it until I was like maybe like 8,000 more hours in to my art uh -huh. career <laughs> because it's just I find it like right. you know it's just a little I can do a, a, a tribute once in a while but I wouldn't blend my art with his IP until well, like it's what there. about yours do you have your own like maybe your own IP you know kind of like a I will <laughs> you know maybe it takes place on the same planet as fire and yeah. ice you know off in the distance you could see where fire and ice occurred but check out this story over here. I was just, just kind of curious. That's all. I mean, I mean, that's not a bad idea. And I, I definitely have, I, I see a lot of characters in my head. Like I have a lot of, a lot of imagination going on. I just can't quite put it on the paper yet because I have to get back down to like, you know, you, you know, with music, I have to go to the basics right. today. I had to focus on hands and it was awful. It was, it was excruciating and I hated every moment of it. But now I can see after, after like going for hours and hours, now I can like envision the muscles and just the tendons and I'm, I don't want to, but you have to. So I'm kind of going back, like every time I screw up on a piece or it's just terrible, I'm like, all right, back to the basics again, go back, learn. But I hate learning. Um, <laughs> but, but when, so to answer your question, when I get better, then I can bring my, my imagination onto the paper and then I can eventually create characters and continue the, the mythology and, and science fiction of the Frazetta universe. <laughs> now, is it, you know, is it more science fiction or I mean, cause again, it's like, I'm not even trying to, you know, keep you 
straddled with the family name. Like, let's say, you know, you got Conan and stuff, but you might prefer Neil Gaiman, dark fantasy, urban, you know, fairy tale stuff. It just kind of, just kind of curious as to what direction you found yourself going into. I mean, maybe it's not iron bikinis and furry underwear. It could be yeah, fly wings I, and daffodils. I mean, it's cool. It honestly depends on the day. Like, <laughs> I have a lot of different personalities in me, and I, I like astrology, so I like to blame it on being a Libra. I can kind of, like, see, like, the good and everything. And so I, I, I don't know. I just kind of bounce around. It really depended on my day and week and mood. <laughs> some days I like fairies. Some days I like demons. I mean, it's just really... <laughs> Yeah, I understand. One yeah. day you're listening to Elvis, and then the next day you're listening to Demu Borgir. I mean, I, I get that. <laughs> I can understand completely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you know how it is. Women, were, I think we're a little bit more up and down, so we have um, more of more things to work with with our, our I news. I appreciate channel. the setup, but I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I got to be... I got, Justin just got Come married, on, so he ain't going to say anything either. <laughs> I've got, we can talk I've got, about it in a minute. I've got to be careful about how I phrase what I'm about to say next, because it's going to piss somebody off out there. Do uh, it. <laughs> so your grandfather invented a style that pretty much legitimized science fiction and fantasy as art. And it's just cool to see cool concepts done with the artistry and regarded with the Siri and the seriousness of something is like a Picasso, yeah. you know, yeah. like he doesn't have the, Picasso has the weeping woman, but he doesn't have Conan the fucking destroyer, you know, so <laughs> it's just gotta be cool point. knowing that your granddad is on that, that level in his own way you know he just he did it his own way in his own badass way mm -hmm. he did and i think it's starting to i mean the art world's starting to recognize that the fine art world i mean his um egyptian queen painting just sold for 5.4 million so it is it is being God. recognized and, and he was alive to see one of the top sales uh coney on the destroyer which you just mentioned um it sold for 1.2 million and my grandpa was not into money at all. He was not a materialistic guy. That is not what drove him. But he liked that because that was like, you know, it was, it was a, he broke a record and, and he was setting of the bar for fantasy artists and to be, you know, taken more seriously and going like, you know, Sotheby's, Christie's, big auction houses eventually. Oh, was so it? They're respecting it. Was it Tashen that is recently, is soon to release a fantasy uh, art book? containing his artwork and a couple of others, I think. It's a massive uh, tomb yeah. of, I'm sure that, I don't know if they asked you, asked you to write any uh, like anecdotes for it or, or not, but I did, I did see that I was coming down the pipeline and it's supposed to be several hundred, um, it's supposed to be a gallery of several hundred works of art from your grandfather and a couple of others. Yeah, that, that book's, um, it's actually shipping now. Um, so that it's the uh, Tashin fantasy art um, masterpieces of fantasy art. It's 547 pages, so it is a giant God. book. It's a giant book. Hey, you know, some people were like, "Oh man, it's $200. It's way out of my price range." But it's like you know, it's a Bible of fantasy art. It's going to be a little bit pricier. Um, and I did, we did work with them. Frazetta Girls worked with them to make that book possible with Frazetta Art. Um, and we have, we do have some other things going on with with Tashin and. Um, we will be publishing more Frazetta books um, because that's something that just hasn't been really available to the market like it should be. Um, and, you know, everything I, like I said, we do is quality and we want Frazetta to be matched with like just top tier everything. I mean, to be public, I mean, Tashin, they, they kind of have been the, they're the name of the high scale artist books in a lot of ways. And, you know, for them to produce it, I mean, not, not saying that, you know, Frazetta wasn't, legitimized far before then but to have his books being produced by that publisher i mean that that says that says a lot in the art community i'd imagine oh my gosh yeah i mean just to to have it global like that's that's huge i mean he has so many fans in japan brazil like just everywhere like we, most of our customers actually are overseas so i i am so thrilled to be able to you know do a project like that and make that happen because that that my grandpa deserves that. He deserves to be with the mighty <laughs> Toshin. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I've, I've got it pre-ordered, so I'm waiting patiently to have that tomb delivered to my uh, <laughs> horse. <laughs> just oh. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for my copy, too. I'm like, I'm so anxious to get it. But, yeah, the, the um, we have some more news, like I said, coming out. Probably I, I can announce it maybe June of 2021. 2020, it's everything slowed down, obviously, mm -hmm. because of, we don't need to talk about that. We know COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I know at one point there was talks with Robert Rodriguez about the live action Fire and Ice. Do you have, is there, what happened with no. that? No, oh, hell no. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was planned. That was before I got into the business. Um, but oh, it's, it's no, it's no longer happening as of oh. now. Like what, you know, I, I know that would, it would have been, Robert's awesome. I love Robert. He's just that like a been really, fun. yeah, he's just, he's such a cool guy. And I mean, I don't, I can't really think of many people to take on like a live action fire and ice i mean that's it that would be a pretty big challenge and he had like that he had his key artwork already going and it was justin sweet this artist who really has like the kind of a similar style to frazetta and it, it just looks so awesome and i was like can i cast tigra but you know it God. didn't get to that point or i would have kept asking <laughs> i would kill to score that film man rodriguez oh. doing it yeah i would commit felonies to put music to a movie like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would it would have been epic, but I I don't think Fire and Ice is definitely it. Not all hope is lost. We're It'll going happen. to do something with that. It will. That I watched it not too long ago. The story itself has aged incredibly well, but it does need an up. I'm I mean, I'm old, stuck in my ways. I love the rotoscope. I it love could, the rotoscope too. It I could do. use an update, and it I mean it. Like I said, the story stands. It'd be prime for something. Yeah. Good, even if it's just animated. It would be fine. That's but. what, yeah, I think that an animation would be really cool. I think the story is great. It just needs to be expanded. Maybe some yeah. backstories, like kind of figure out like what's going on here. Well, why, why do we, who's, who's Dark Wolf for starters? But, um, you know, I, I think that um, in time, the right well, time, we'll I have mean, something you, exciting. You're an artist. You tell us. I'm Who's not there. <laughs> I mean, that his. Oh, I'm not, I didn't image. say I'm a writer. <laughs> well, sure, you, you write with a paintbrush. I mean, well, I tell you what, I write because of what your grandfather drew. He put it on paper, and I would just sit there in my room doodling it, and then I started writing stories, and then I started pecking away on a guitar, writing stories, looking at the pictures because I wasn't as good of a drawer. So, I mean, That's you so could cool. do it. Hell, tell you, you draw the picture and I'll write the story. Just... All right, check check in with me and just make sure I'm 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 doing something every day. I'm 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 a slow starter. I need motivation. <laughs> hey, hey, you got Frazetta in the blood. There's your motivation. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry, Justin. It's good. It's good. In any of your classes, like, uh, is the teacher calling the roll and they get down to your name and they take do a double take and they're like, Frazetta, are you the Wait, Frazetta? My... When art in what classes? In, oh, I thought you were saying you were taking art classes earlier. Oh no no no! Just I'm self I'm teaching myself. It's that's why it's so okay. Terrible. Gotcha gotcha. If I had uh, yeah, but you know it's it's even worse. I have Ringling right down the road from me because I live in Sarasota, Florida, <laughs> and uh, Ringling is like the best art school. Um, so I just need to make friends with some of the professors and tell them help help. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm sure if I, I'd actually be ashamed to say I was Sarah Frazetta in the art class and I wouldn't tell anyone so <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't un, will you imagine the pressure like no way I can't I can't that would be like if my granddad were Eddie Van Halen and yeah. I'm sitting here trying to learn there's I can't imagine but then there's another part of me that you serious I'm just telling you you walk into a convention and just say Frank Frazetta's my granddad, and you will have an army of middle-aged guys just following <laughs> you around doing your bidding. It's like, go and pick that up. You be my footstool, and go get me a Coca-Cola. And everybody just like, do you know what your granddad did for me? I mean, your granddad told me how to do the muscles that I work out on. Because, I mean, seriously, it's like, you have that power. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind when the convention's open again. Get me my water, peasants. No, I, 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 I couldn't. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't treat people like that. I'm, I'm. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the convention scene like for you? Like you're with the Frazetta girl, so have you actually gone to hit the at least one before the COVID thing hit? Were you able to do oh, a couple yeah. of conventions? What's, it, um, well, what's your took, reception like? We took a couple years off. We went to San Diego. Um, what we, San Diego, we went in 2019 and 2017. And we, before that, like 2015, 2016, 2017, I was going all over the country. We went to like Motor City Comic Con, um, Dragon Con quite a bit, um, just all over. And they were, it was okay, but um, I'm not going back to a convention until I can do a proper Frazetta booth. And that's like yeah. a, in honor of him because it was just, 
you know, getting into the business, you know, I was mm-hmm. 23, 23 years old. I don't know what the hell I was doing. I just got out of, I, I, I graduated college. I had like a, a full-time job as a, a po- in a post-production studio. I was doing some voiceover work. And then my mom was like, Hey, you know, um, we got grandpa's old like posters and some t- t-shirts. Do you want to go down to Miami and do a comic con with me? And I'm like, okay. So I got into it kind of like, you know, just looking for other like opportunities. And then over time, like I, it really grew as like a, a, a passion. And then I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this is a big responsibility. <laughs> so I, and this is, this is a big legacy. Like I said, I, I learn more about him as time goes by. I do a lot of research now. I deeply care about like his whole career and everything I do has to be like, you know, out of respect. So I want to go back to a convention and have like, you know, a similar booth, like Alex Ross. Like, I mean, he, right. he, I need, I need, I need giant canvases and, you know, maybe some originals on display and something that could do him justice. And right now, like with capital, we're not there yet. Um, so I'll say probably like by like God willing, if the conventions are all normal and COVID's under control, like maybe by like 2024, we'll get back on mm-hmm. the road again. So obviously I don't want to say Frank because it feels almost disrespectful. Mr. Frazetta was your grandfather uh, for first and foremost. When did you become aware yourself of how the world saw him? After he passed away. Mm. Um, I, I mean, it, we, there was a pretty bad family battle and um, his four, his four um, children were fighting over his estate. Um, a lot of people have like, you know, they've gotten involved, a lot of fans and, and had some pretty rotten things to say. And, you know, you, you can Google it and find the story and, you know, make up your mind for yourself. But um, so when, when my mom was going through it and, just, you know, she, she wanted to be also like in, involved in his legacy, that's when she asked me like, you know, let's, let's do something for grandpa's honor. I've never, she never had the opportunity to do anything. My grandma was the gatekeeper and had um, her eldest son working with the business. So none of the other children ever had the opportunity. Um, but my mom, like, you know, my mom's very creative. She's, she's an artist. Um, she writes a lot and she started kind of like thinking of like death dealer stories and just being really like into it. And she wanted, she was working with Robert Rodriguez and she's the one uh, with my aunt Heidi and my uncle Billy that went to Robert Rodriguez and they wanted to do something. So they kind of like initiated all of it. And then once I think we, we started like working with Robert and I started like meeting people and um, you know, John Favreau, I, I we saw he was at the museum and Guillermo oh. del Toro and, you know, I, I was like, wow, I'm like, God, that's yeah. cool. Because like, I, yeah, it was very cool. And, and it was, you know, at first I was all starstruck. And then, you know, as time goes on, you're like, look, everyone's just a person, treat them like, like be respectful and be, you know, awed by them, but also don't get so starstruck that that's because that becomes what it's about, because that's not what it's about. So um, just like I said, even just over time, just meeting people and, and seeing just all the connections in, in Hollywood and in and, and the music world and um it's it's really cool it's I, so like i said I'll, I'll probably i'll keep learning about the magnitude of his legacy until i until i'm dead i think it would be reversed too because it's just like when you say maybe starstruck by guillermo del toro and stuff i mean i i would be too but your grandfather is the reason guillermo right. del toro is even anybody because right. we grew up reading and looking at what your grandfather did so in a way yeah you you shouldn't be starstruck they should be <laughs> well and they're always so like i mean I, I haven't met them personally but anyone i have met uh jason momoa he came up to our booth and um at he Tampa. did such he, a he, good he, job yeah. i'm sorry to interrupt but. <laughs> he's he's such a cool guy like he's just such a, a hawaiian like he's just <laughs> awesome and he just came up and he's like oh i played conan because your grandpa i love him so much and See? you know that, that was just it was at the time i'm like oh my god jason momoa i'm like wow said, but you know i just i just see it as like you just said it's it's he just he he sparked he awakened something in a mm-hmm. whole generation and that's like it's really amazing so my my point is i want to just give back to everybody and do something like it's really about for the fans now i really want to make you guys all happy with what i do with Rosetta, and it's not it's not about like get it just see i, I mean I, i'm i'm happy when i see everyone excited but mm-hmm. i have a lot to, to build and prove and i i have to be the gatekeeper i have to take care of it now grandma's gone now i have to be the new ellie jr i guess <laughs> right oh so i gotta ask so what horror movies were you watching with uh your grandfather that you had made that mention earlier about playing games with him and watching horror movies what kind of horror movies were you guys watching? Well, I mean, Night, um, uh, Night of the Hunter was 
the best. I mean, that, that was his that was his favorite film. So he loved oh, Robert Mitchum nice. and um, the Abbott and Costello. Is, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you remember uh, Frank Frankenstein? Yeah. Dracula. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So those he like I said before he he loved the classic. He didn't really get into the newer because he was just such a stickler like for classics. He's like, I don't want to see anything new. Just give me give me what I like. I know what I like. Okay. So, so we we kept it to the black and the black and whites. So, yeah. So. <laughs> Obviously, your grandfather was a fan of the pulps. Are are you a fan of Robert E. Howard and that whole genre of writing yourself? I you know I just started reading the Conans because it's I find it's 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 a lot. So you have to be in that right mindset to like completely like be in your head like there reading it. Um, I have a little bit of like ADD going on. So for me, I have to like, you know, take that time, but I, I'm starting to, and I will finish them before the series comes out, comes out because if not, I'm, I'm a, um, I don't know. The, uh, fake. <laughs> there's a dark horse run of Conan and the artwork in it is exquisite, but it's also a really darn good comic series. It just, it takes Conan, it adapts the stories, but it, it, you know, it's not Frazetta art, but dadgum, it feels like it at times. And Who is the artist? I don't know. I wasn't, I was too busy yeah. ogling the page. Like, it's, <laughs> I forget, it's from Dark Horse, and I forget exactly when it came out. Henry would probably know. But just if you're reading Conan and, you know, because as you said, it's older, you got to be in the right mindset and stuff. With Dark Horse, they just catch you, you know, by panel number three on page one somebody has to die and it just runs through that whole <laughs> All right. so if i'm you, gonna have to read those i haven't they're, read those they're really well. cool it's just in it like i said it feels like your granddad's art just because mm -hmm. the dudes are huge the chicks are awesome there's a lot of blood and half naked people furry boots and furry underwear and like every episode and it covers all of them so it, it, yeah but awesome. it's just they're quick reads i know when scheduling gets tough a lot of times for running things yeah. and you, know, you can't you know you have to make time to sit and read a comic book just really quick you know you could read like one issue a night and be done with it so that's just that's i had to point out that's just an option they were really yeah good. well thank you i i will go into comics because you know what that that's more my attention span so you're right i need the pictures we're, we're of like the same year generation. Old. I get it. It's, it yeah. is what it is. <laughs> 80s babies. You know, <laughs> so what are some of your personal favorite pieces of your grandfather's work? Oh, God. I love his space. Um, his, uh, the, actually, the pieces he did for um, L. Ron Hubbard. Um, Dream Flight, Space Encounter. Um, I just, I love how he did planets. I think they're just like, I could just, I, don't, I just don't, with my grandpa's artwork, the, the weird thing is, like, I never get sick of looking at it like it's he and I think he did that like purposefully he said like he wanted I mean he, he painted for everyone else he was he wasn't like a, an artist that painted for self-expression and feelings he really wanted to wow his audience and get a reaction that's why like if someone said it was bad he really took it to heart because he was doing it for other people so um I I, I tend to like look at his backgrounds like a little bit deeper now and I'm just like no I, I every time I look at his art I notice something I didn't notice before so you you guys have to do that too like just like in his Conan painting when I look at the, the Conan the Barbarian on the Mount of Skulls um I I can't believe the background and how I've never really studied it and looked at it, like these like spaces and it's just, it's like, it has that Renaissance feeling in it. And it's so, so the answer, I, I just, I don't know. It, it's kind of, like I said before, it depends on my mood. <laughs> Every day it's a little different. <laughs> well, it covered so many genres. Cause I mean, as you said, we grew up in that time period where yeah. it's, <laughs> but He-Man arises because on one hand you got Conan and then on the other hand you got Star Wars. So what do we make? space barbarians so i mean you know your granddad would at one minute you got sword and sandal then the next minute mm -hmm. he's doing those really badass late 70s 80s pulp sci-fi novel covers i describe these books i've been trying to collect them when i find them you used to see them on the bottom shelf rack at dollar general and it just it what you would call you know like dime store novels or pulp magazines and you just look at the artwork and it looks like the cover for gradius on the nintendo it's just one of the coolest covers art piece oh. you've ever seen the power of a lot of those pieces was just the fact that when you started reading the story i mean the images on the cover is what painted everything in the story it wasn't you know your imagination could fill in the blanks but very much it was those covers that brought you into the world and and i've been i can't name a sci-fi series 
today that doesn't have some sort of influence from one of those famous Frazetta sci-fi covers. Exactly. It's true. Um, did you guys see uh, Raised by Wolves yet on HBO Max? Not yet. Uh, no. Oh, that's really incredible. And it, it remind, like you said, it, it's. I definitely see, like, I'm, I'm sure they're fans or at least have seen Frazetta artwork. Um, but the landscapes on, of the space, it's just so beautiful. And, um, you know, like, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say that they bought the books because of the cover. And they didn't care yeah. what was inside. They just needed the cover. They'd rip it off. And, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so I, I, I do, I do agree. My grandpa, he created like worlds. It wasn't just the, mm-hmm. it's not just, it, it's, it's every single painting really tells a story and it's beautiful. There's gotta be a lot of anxieties that come with owning uh, some of these iconic paintings and just upkeeping them and, you know, not trying to get a Cheeto smudge on them or something. <laughs> well, I don't, I only own um, a few personal watercolors he did for me when, um, when I was a little girl um, and one pen and ink that I purchased last year. Um, and it was uh, just like a little, it was actually the um, Frazetta Girls logo. And it came up on um, Albert Moy's website and I saw it and I'm like kind of out of my price range, but <laughs> I have to buy it. It's the Frazetta Girls logo. My boyfriend, he's like, you're going to buy it. And I'm like, eh. and he's like, don't be cheap. You're going to buy it. So I bought it and I'm very happy with it. And, and I do, I have a little anxiety, even that piece. Like I just, I'm very, um, I have it under like museum glass and it's, you know, out of the sun. And I'm like, you know, God forbid our fire alarms working. And, you know, my, my mom, she has the, um, 25% of the collection. It was all split between his, um, children and she she has a showing we we were going to actually open well we did open for a week um we reopened the boca grand location on that museum that um my grandma and grandpa originally opened in 1995 so she reopened that um that um museum location and then COVID happened so we had like three guests so it was kind of a a, it, it sucked but we're we're planning on reopening in january 2021 if if all resolves if it gets better, um, Florida's not. I don't. Where, where are you guys located? South Carolina. Okay. South All right. Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. So you, yeah. So we're. I don't think you're under tight restrictions either. We're we're not under tight restrictions. So we're planning on reopening. You know, we'll have to mask everything. But um, she gets a lot of anxiety caring for those. I mean, even to transport them, she keeps them in a vault because you do not you you don't really want to keep them in your house unless you know you're very, very particular right. about things. Um, and you're there all the time. So she, she brings them from the vault to the museum. And she said like, she's just, she has her method of bringing them and transportation. But even then it's like really, really stressful. But the funny part is like, so, you know, you want to be so careful and preserve them. But my grandma and grandpa, like they were so casual with it. I mean, eventually they built their own museum on the property, but I mean, there's a number of times when I guess Sea Witch almost burned down. She was over the fireplace and it was, it was <laughs> oh, no. smoking and yeah. Like, so my, my grandpa, almost every pen and ink drawing has coffee stains on it. I mean, he was sloppy. I'm, I'm pretty sloppy with, I'm like, I, I ruin like any like good piece I do. I seem to get the like, coffee stain on it. I'm like, why? It's like, a moment. It's like what's happening. But, um, <laughs> that's the Frazetta watermark yeah the <laughs> so so they were like so casual that my grandma kept them all like in stacks smoked cigarettes in the house so I mean I I just think that they're, they're kind of like invincible the Frazetta paintings there's like magic probably around them they'll, they'll be I, I I am pretty confident they'll be fine forever <laughs> who should do it no matter who has them do like an exhibition we should be like a Frazetta road show be like Cirque du Soleil but with a bunch of actors and models who just reenact like live action sequence of your Frazetta paintings. And I could do this big badass concert with a symphony <laughs> yeah. and we could like that would totally be cool. personify the art piece. And then you could sell your Frazetta girl paintings and stuff. But you know, we've got like the muscly dudes and the chicks who are sitting there looking like the pigeon. Yeah. And well, then you, you know, narrate it and shit and then sell it. You do a virtual tour and That'd be you, so sick. You but you have know, enough money to make a museum. That's true. And you know, it's really weird you're saying that because last night I was walking my dogs and I said, you know, Disney has a universe for children, but where's our universe as an adult? Like, you know, I mean, we're all going to grow up to be adults and life sucks then, so, you know, being a child <laughs> and loving Disney. And so I'm like, what if we had like a, a one day, the ultimate goal would be like a Frazetta, like, like a tour, like you said, or like a theme park where you're like, 
maybe because AI will be so good at that point where you like immerse yourself, like you're the Norseman and you're fighting off this like giant green creature. And like, you can like ha interact with a Frazetta girl, like the cat girl, you know? So I, I just, I like how that. you I'm think. Like, be, yeah. I'm like, that would be like really, really cool. So uh, of course that would be a billion dollars. So we're going to have to dream big. <laughs> but as as a community theater and a couple of loudspeakers. We could, we could do this. Hey, as long as there's no uh, Conan on ice, I don't think I could. I could. I could no. live with that. No, it's not going to be for kids. It's going to be. It's going to be totally what adults want to see. No, no, no kid things. You know, they they have enough. They we we need stuff too. <laughs> Conan right. on ice. I mean, yeah, he just wear a big fur cloak, killing shit on ice. Just I mean, skate around, just slaying. Uh, well, Dylan's left and right. Like he chops them down and then uses the bodies as the skis. And he goes skiing along with their bones, hacking so he's shit like, up. So he's like hacking them with his, like, basically his ice skate. That'd be pretty savage. Hell yeah. Like Base ice the neck skate with it. from the spinal column of the giant gorilla that he just killed. <laughs> yeah. It's your granddad drew this. It's his fault I'm thinking this shit. That's what I but, but you know, you know what? The thing with him, though, see, it would have to always be in taste again, though, because he resented, like, gore. Well, he did I not like... do it for just the no. gore's sake. You can't but... have any gore. Oh, no, sir, no. sir he, you he mentioned... To... Oh, sorry, no, I interrupted you. No, no, it's okay. No, you had just mentioned, you know, finding that piece of artwork on auction, and, and I was kind of curious, how has it, has it been... Have you over the years just found pieces on auction sites that you never knew existed or or i yeah. imagine that it's been an interesting trail <laughs> it's been a really interesting i mean heritage auction like every time they put out a lot of frisetta um i'll usually find a piece that i'm like wow i've never seen that and that's because my grandma and grandpa they i mean they that's what he did he was an artist he sold his art so that's how they made their money so he sold a lot of art over the years and um you know mm. they had a, a pretty big collection in the museum in pennsylvania when he passed away but i mean he, he did probably i don't know about like 500 pieces probably in his life oh so he sold a lot and um when they uh, actually wolfman just came up it's um on heritage right now and i think it I'd love to buy it, but it's at $100,000 right now, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> but um, but they're estimating, I think, like, they, they're they're thinking it might go over a million. So that would be really cool. But um, mm. it was one of the creepy covers, and I think creepy, creepy number 10, I believe. Mm. Um, but it's it's one of his, like, iconic uh, wolf. The, do you guys know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I just pulled it up. I know that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the if, yeah, but I, going through it and like just cataloging his art and his career. I mean, the the thing, the the area I haven't really like cataloged and touched on yet in depth is um his like early early work, his comics, um all the strips. I mean, like I said earlier, he did so much work, so it's it's just gonna take time to get everything. Fortunately, a lot of that industry back then probably a lot of the master copies weren't saved. So a lot of it, you're probably having to find maybe secondhand copies or material that, that someone has stuffed back from, you know, maybe the day they worked back in the day when they worked there and they've just forgotten about it. And that that's kind of has to be a little infuriating. Yeah. I mean, he started um, his early work. That was definitely the case, but um, like when he was doing like Johnny Comet strips, um, uh, even just like, just any of like the early work, I'm trying, the famous funnies, the weird science, all of those, he, he kept his artwork. He started negotiating it and he's like, look, you're, I'm keeping the original artwork. Like you can pay me less if you want, but I'm, I'm, yeah. so it was like, un, it was unheard of in that time, but he knew, he knew he was good. And then that was like the case with um, his weird science um, number 29, I think. I don't know if I got that right. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to keep in here, and <laughs> when I'm not referencing anything, um, but he went to Bill Gaines, and he said, "Listen, he's like, you're if you want to publish this, like you can, but I'm not letting you keep this. I know this is my best ink work, and like he even said back in, I think it was in the '80s, he said till that day that was still his best ink work ever in his whole career. So he was confident. He was confident. He knew. He knew he was good. He wanted to keep it." Yeah, as a man afforded to. There's so many of those artists back then that, I mean, their works weren't theirs anymore. I mean, they lost they lost the rights to them and, and everything else like that. And, you know, that for a man to 
anyone to be able to sit there and stand and say, you know, you're going to play by my rules. That's that's very admirable. Well, I think it should go to all artists. You know, I think that's like a we're we're starting to get into that wave now where artists are starting to push more to keep their rights, and they should. We should not give everything over to you know big corporations and Hollywood and just say take it. You know, with music labels, like you know, we 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 have everything at our fingertips now with technology. So it's, it's now he, he led that way and now we're, here we are. So we can all start doing that and, you know, being like Frank Frazetta. <laughs> I'm browsing Frazetta girls right now. Just uh, looking at you guys as canvases and you have my favorite. It would tell the tales from the crypt canvas. Um, oh, that one's so good. Yeah. I love I that love, one. Yeah. You, you just seem, I'm looking at your shipping uh, policies too. And you just, I guess being in control of your grandfather's legacy, your main, it seems like your main influence is just, on quality and preservation here because you go through a lot of hoops. Yeah, um, we we have a studio locally and we do all of the printing ourselves. So I handle like everything from um, our studio manager, manager. He's amazing. Like he's been printing for a long time. So he does, he like uh, puts it all together and then I package it, send it out myself. So I, I like to just keep hands on everything. I don't want to give no offense to iCanvas, but that's not the, that's not the road we're going down. Like I want to have quality control over everything, especially when it comes to canvases. And, you know, I, I, I buy from like sites like society six and I, I compare like our quality and our canvases are just like, you, you have to have the best canvas. You have to for Frazetta artwork. Otherwise it's, you know, you have to capture the colors and, so we've, we've gotten a lot of compliments over it. Um, I'll have to send you guys some of our prints. So you guys have to give me your addresses after and uh, t-shirts. So okay. I'm going to send you merch. I'm going to send you some That's death dealer keychains too. Since you, did you see our death dealer keychains with the light up eyes? Or are no shit. I did not I'm, see that. I, I need to see that. You guys give me your address and I'll send some merch packs. But um. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, we really care about what we do and our site right now, we're going through a transition. We're going to have a brand new website, probably um, summer 2021. And we made that website in 2018 and we're not happy with it anymore. So it's getting a whole facelift and we're going to, it's going to be a little bit easier to navigate right now. It's like, where do I go? So <laughs> it's doable. I mean, I, I can understand. I, I get the, just wanting to revamp it after you do do something for so long anyway, just, you need to change it up. But yeah. I mean, I, I do like your, your studio tab. I mean, it you got a nice little process. We need a video though. Video. I mean, what, what's a, what's a company now without video? That's what I we're imagine working on. That's the, the worst pressure though, is the fact that it's a Frazetta site. So I can understand, well, I can sort of kind of understand the pressure that you would be. I would have no clue how to go about pres- at all. Oh, it was, it was so hard. I mean, we, we had um, our website, our first website was in 2015 and it was like, I mean, very standard, but I mean, I, I couldn't believe I had something like that live. Oh on shit, the that's the keychain? I'm sorry to interrupt. I just saw it. <laughs> Dude, y'all got to see that. Holy hell, that's badass. Wait, I, hold on. Let me, let me grab one. Hang okay. on. I'm about to Google it too. You got to see, dude, that black one is the shit. That is so cool. Ah, uh, wait, I just. I'm and I am com- sorry to have completely derailed what you were saying. I do apologize, but it it flashed up on your website and it came by on the marquee. So yeah, yeah again, I'm sorry well, to just derail everything, but man, well, that thing is badass. It's really cool. We kind of put the button in a weird place, so we're learning. We're learning because we're so we do all of our merch in house. So my my boyfriend, I've been with him. I call my boyfriend. It's so silly. I'm like getting too old to do that. I'm like, can we just get engaged? I'm like, it's boyfriend. But um, 11 years now, and um, my grandpa actually like loved him. Like he was they they would sit and talk about photography and like watch his painting with fire documentary over and over again. <laughs> and he he had a background in merchandising. Um, so and he has like all these connections like overseas and. He was like, let me get involved with Frazetta Girls and help you. Like, he, he's behind, like, the website and, like I said, merchandising. So, you know, he, he brings this to life. I mean, he concepts it, he draws it, and then he sends it off. And let me get it back and get our samples, and it's really cool. So that's, that's merchandising. It's just, it's when you're beginning, it's frustrating because it's, you don't always get it right. Like, you know, sometimes the, sometimes the horns are too high and people get really pissed off. And it's like, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm trying. So. <laughs> I like the forward pointing horns. I'm trying to find it now. I'm still trying to, you'd think by now I'd know how to use zoom, but just a case yeah, of, as to like what your grandfather, like the way he influenced me, 
the artwork for uh, one of my albums I got. Let's see if I can just, uh, ho- no, okay, never mind, I can't do it. Oh, well. Are you suffice, bring, that, bring it up? Eh, suffice yeah. it to say, he inspired so much of what I do in uh, one of my latest albums that I did recently. Is like I finally got a mascot, like an icon. You Ooh. know, like Iron Maiden has Eddie. So I yeah. got my I got my dude made, and I got my artist to draw it. Well, one of the reference pictures I gave him was Death Dealer. I gave him Death so Dealer, cool. and then a picture that uh, another artist named Ken Kelly did. And so he drew me a you dude, know, but he's got the, Ken, the wait. Ken horns, Kelly did. Ken Kelly uh, did. Yeah, there's a, a video game called Witch Haven, and Ken Kelly yeah. did an art piece where it's just got this dude. He looks like Death Dealer. He's just got a sword, and he's just standing there posing at the camera with these glowing red eyes, and he's got the little ram's horns on his helmet. And did that's you know Ken Kelly, his... is, Ken Kelly is my grandma's cousin. And well, of course my, he is. My, Why not? And my, my grandpa gave him, like, some of the art lessons, and, and that's how uh, Ken Kelly actually got the Kiss album. And kind of made his break because my grandpa did uh, didn't take the job. He was asking. He asked, I think, like four times the pay that they would offer, and he wanted to retain, like you know, the rights and everything. And they're like, we just can't. So he, um, I don't. I think then they went to um, the manager. Then went to Ken Kelly, and my grandpa Dude. was like, good, take the job. It's a badass and, story, man. Yeah, that that one cool. picture of. Like I said, it's just he looks like Death Dealer, but it's for the. It, I know it's the cover of Witch Hate, but he's yeah. just standing there with his sword, his hands propped on that sword. He's standing on a mountain of skulls. Mm-hmm. That picture had fucked me up. Sorry, that thing messed <laughs> me up as a kid. Just looking at that, it's like I have basically based everything I write musically and on paper stuff off of that one picture. I could write for the rest of my life just about that thing. So now, what kind of music do you mainly um, do? Metal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just I do death symphonic death metal movie trailer music. I love metal, so I'll end up doing death metal mixed with stuff, or I'll do synth stuff like dungeon synth, they call it, where it's like Conan music but with the synthesizer. But then I'll end up synthesizer is great. I love the synthesizer. Are you self-taught? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I never said I never said I was good, but yeah. (laughs) I just humble yeah. artist, you know. He's great. I'll say it. Yeah. He doesn't have to say it. I'll say it for him. <laughs> I'm, okay. Well, I'm gonna have to stream you after we're we're done here. So oh, I'll be Lord. cool. Oh Lord. Well, I mean, it's inspired by your granddad. So if you dig it, we can we can thank him for it. <laughs> you know, I no, I'm I'm serious. Like I, it does music does like like you said, the art gets you into music. The music gets me into the art. It's the reverse. Like so, man, I, I would flip you know, shit if you listened to me gonna, while you drew. And then I that's could what like, I was gonna say. Ah. Oh, that's what I was gonna say because I did. I did a pen and ink of um a Conan. It was like this barbarian. I, I copied my grandpa, but it's my best piece to date because it actually kind of looks like his, which is like insane. But I was listening to metal. I can't remember what I was listening to, but I was listening to metal. I was really pissed off because I just got into this like this legal dilemma they can't talk about, but I was pissed off and I just like put on some metal and I just like channeled it and I was like, ah, and it just like came out. Like, I was just like, whoa, how did I do this? It was one of those moments. So <laughs> I will listen to your music and, and draw because that's, that's the secret. I can't really do it without inspiration. My ears are first and foremost. <laughs> All right. Done. That begs the question. So uh, what is on uh, Sarah Frazetta's playlist currently? Oh, God. Well, let me see. My phone's next to me since I can't remember names or anything this evening. <laughs> that's usually, that's, I, I have so much going on that I, nah, let's see, playlist. You know, my, okay, this is, this is like a little weird. My playlist, it's like all over the damn place. Like, I mean, I listen to everything from like, ah, uh, Kid Cudi to Corn to Led Zeppelin, um, in St. John. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, I listen to Mary J. Blige, um, the Fuji is like, so I just have like such a, a range of, I, I really like hip hop. I love drums. Drums is like my, like a lot of people like how they feel like with the guitar. Like I don't, I don't as much like feel that going through my body. I feel that with drums. So like the heavy basses and um, I like actually listening to like some of like the African, like old, like music. Um, and then my, so the, hold on, can't, I'm going to tell you more music. I love music, so I could talk about music forever. Same, yeah. It's, yeah, you... I, I love music. Like m- music, I, I have, I have my garage band open, and I'm trying to learn it, and it's so freaking hard, man. Like I'm like, ah, oh, I want to make beats, you know, but I'm like, if I could just learn how 
this look look what I have next to me. Hold on. I have, this is this is my scope of music right here. Hell here yeah. it is. Damn. Is it? That's so good. I, I'm, yeah, it's fun. Like I just learned about what is this? The appregator? Ap, How do you say this word? Arpeggiator. Thank you. <laughs> I know nothing, but <laughs> it's so cool. It like makes ooh, ooh, yeah. like, these little like crazy noises ascend. So, I mean, my, I, I love music over everything. And if I could just have damn discipline to sit down <laughs> and make music, that would be like, that's what I would want, want to do before I die. Like, that's my ultimate goal is to just put music out. So maybe we can collaborate one day. I um, would, you say the word and I'm there. All right. Nine Inch Nails. Like, how could I forget them? I love them. I love Linkin Park. Like, I forever love Linkin Park. Um, I think it was the know, 20th. Was it a 20th anniversary of Hybrid Theory recently? I think I mm -hmm. read Oh, I'm so old. <laughs> no, they were. Holy crap! Hey, I remember being in. Uh, I remember being in middle school, and I got a buddy that burned me a copy of the CD, and I thought it was so badass. And then I think <laughs> I listened to that thing until uh, it had grooves in it, and uh, it might still be laying around here. I think it might be able to get through uh, the first two tracks, but what I an mean, album. I, that album kind was, of defined our generation, I think. I mean, for that, for that like middle school, high yeah, school. Period, year, I, yeah. yeah, I'd say so. Like I, when he passed away, it was actually in 2017, right? Chester, I think he mm -hmm. passed away. Yeah, and, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was, it was in um, when I was at Comic Con. I heard the news, and I was just like, felt like you guys probably felt it was just like, no, please, like it's like a Kurt Cobain like leaving, like no, why, why did the greats leave us so early? It's terrible. And that, I mean, that was that was the album that uh, probably got a lot of people into music in middle school. I mean, my parents listened to the good old country and bluegrass, and that was not my thing. And I remember hearing that not album in middle school. Either. I was like, I was like, I've never heard anything like this before. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a shame. That's how I felt too with it. I mean, we we grew, you know, I listened to radio music growing up. I my when I was like in fourth grade, I had. I had Britney Spears and Spice Girls. Like, that was, like, you know, <laughs> Mandy Moore. Like, the music now that I'm like, how? Um, but that's when I started getting, like, feeling like, you know, who I was, like, through Linkin Park. And it was, like, seventh grade. I started getting really into, like, punk. And um, who was it? Oh, God. What, what, was the, what was the band's name with the kid with the spiky blonde hair? This was, like, back in... Some 41, you know, like, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, <laughs> I like, you know... Like, like, Offspring? No, yeah, and, that, and, that, and them, yeah, all, all of them, like, I just, like, that, that, so it was, like, that punk, like, rock mixed with, like, rap, you know, and it's just, like, that, like, perfect combination, and, like, made me, like, a contradiction I am today, <laughs> millennial. <laughs> Since we're on music, are, like, are you aware of, like, just the, the bustling subgenres of metal that your grandfather has created as well? There's, like, a whole <laughs> new wave of new metal coming out with great bands that, all have Frazetta, uh, faux Frazetta album art or some kind of Frazetta knockoff album art, or they're they're based on Conan or Elric or something, and it's pretty I mean, intensive. I would love to. I mean, I I don't know a whole lot, but you guys can share with share with me whatever you find come across. Like that's I I love to see that, and I love like I said, I love that music, country. Mm, pass on that, but I don't think many of them are. Um, influenced by Frazetta. <laughs> After you check but, out Daniel, check out Daniel first and then check out, well, check out Daniel's music first and then check okay. out <laughs> Eternal Champion. <laughs> okay. Okay, I will. <laughs> check out, check what? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Drag me into this. Once you young and just sitting there talking about Linkin Park, I just lived in middle school and I was like, what the hell? When I was in middle school, it was Iron Maiden had just come out with Fear of the Dark. What did you think of Iron Maiden's like tour and everything? I thought that was really badass. Ooh, you saw that? I Which took one? my son. I, the one I didn't that just see happened. it, but I've seen it on computer. Uh, the computer. I didn't go to it. But oh, you saw it did. in person? Yeah, they came up to uh, Charlotte, and that's just one of the things that told my son is, you know, you got to see a Maiden concert. There's certain bands like Cannibal Corpse. I I want to take him to see Metallica, but yeah, we I told him to see Maiden in Charlotte. That wow. was a hell of a show. Every now, what do they have? Like the what's going on in the background? Like every, the big Eddie head. <laughs> every song is a wow. new centerpiece. You know how like their old concerts, they would have that one set piece. Mm -hmm. This this concert, every song is a set piece. So like they would open it with Aces High, 
And yeah, Bruce would jump in the cockpit and fly around and shoot shit. And then the curtain would come down and then it would come up and they would have like this big Roman marble bust of Icarus and they would do the flight of Icarus. And then at the end, the wow. statue would collapse and it would fall down in the background and then the curtain would come up and then it would come back up and they would be like in the middle of an old English town and they would do under the sign of wow. the cross and stuff. It was, yeah, it was phenomenal. And there was a giant Eddie. Yeah, that was wow. a hell of a show. I, we just barely did make that one before everything went crazy. That was that was a good one. I told That's my so son, cool. it was like it's unfortunate that you probably won't ever see another concert that lives up to no. that. <laughs> so you saw the Legacy no. of the Beast tour? Yeah. See, I, I wanted their, to go to that one. I saw their uh, whatever live after death uh, like ten years ago or something. We drove up to Maryland and saw that. But yeah, this most recent one, their Legacy East, that was Damn. that was a hell of a show. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Yeah, see they are there. killing it. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't believe what they're doing. They're like just like changing everything. Just how they're like crazy. Their show is like a family event now. You got like four yeah. generations of people in the stands. You've got grandparents, their kids, their <laughs> kids, and the granddads holding up the little grandkid. Hey, that's 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 a real legacy, you know. Yeah. That to keep going like that, that's awesome. Freaking cool. The first anniversary, well, the first present that my current wife got me, uh, where for one year anniversary, she took me to see uh, the Book of Souls tour, and that's the only main show I've been to, mm-hmm. and that was wow. What kind of crowds do they bring in? Fifteen twenty k. Wow. Every show. That's Every daggone show. It's yeah, be an arena. and great fans, you know, you guys are the fans that keep them going, so it's awesome. Yeah, they're comfort food, but I mean, they know how to put on a show. Yeah, yeah, a little nostalgia. <laughs> well, I think we may have kept you in hostage long enough, Sarah. And no, no- uh, oh, I'm not in hostage. If somebody, what? let's say somebody stumbles upon a Frazetta piece that we didn't know about, or let's say somebody wants to go and get one of those really cool keychains. Or somebody just wanted to go and relay their life story about how Frank Frazetta artwork made them write Dungeon Synth music barbarian stuff. Where would they go? Where would you send them? Well, if you want to tell me a personal story, come to my Facebook. (laughs) Or you can email me from the website. But frazettagirls.com, that will will be the good landing page to come to for all all things Frazetta, even stories. Sweet. (laughs) I think that I think we're good. I think we can. And you guys send me your addresses, okay? Like, don't forget. We'll, send me right. it over. We'll definitely do Facebook. That. Yeah, it's very Facebook, kind. Facebook Messenger. Yeah, of course. It's fun talking to you guys. We'll have to do it again and talk more music on we my will. playlist. Any time. We'll like, come down seriously. when you get when you open the museum up. We'll come visit the museum. Oh, you guys have to because you're in South Carolina. It's not yeah. that far. Yep. I just drove North Carolina. You can do it. Yeah, get we'll in the do car it. and come on down. <laughs> I am for sure. I am just now sending you that friend request. You you won't mistake my stupid little profile picture anyway. It's retarded. Look, you'll love it. It's funny. <laughs> Once again, thank your granddad it. for it. So. <laughs> uh, I will. Thank you guys so much. It was great getting to know all of you. Thank no, you, Sarah. Thank you, thank you, Sarah. Have a good night. All right. Madness and magic.